Coming to you live from the Fuel 50 booth at the heart of HR Tech, it's the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We are diving deep into the world of HR technology, tackling workforce challenges with innovative solutions, and we'd like to give special thanks to Fuel 50, the science-based talent marketplace that bridges skills gaps, unlocks hidden potential, and supports better retention and engagement. Let's do this. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your bookie's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the dean to my Sinatra, Chad Sowash, is in the house. We are recording live from the Fuel 50 booth at HR Tech in Las Vegas. And we are happy to welcome Jack Berkowitz, Chief Data Officer at ADP. Jack, I bet that works really well with the ladies at the bar. So a lot of people know ADP. A lot of people know data. Tell us about Jack. What makes you tick? What makes Jack tick? Uh, well, I like hanging around, paddling on the Chattahoochee, drinking yeah. bourbon. Uh, All work, no friends. play makes you a dull boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Jack's my kind of guy. A little bit of that. <laughs> um, but then I also, you know, I get into data. It's my job. So I kind of do three things at ADP. Um, one of them, probably the most important thing, is I build products for people. And so really interested in building data products that people enjoy to use, which is kind of hard. They'll actually adopt? They'll actually, yeah, actually adopt and use. Uh-huh. Second thing I do is I build the data platforms and work on things like that. And, and now I'm working on, on our AI strategy across the company. And so we just launched some stuff called ADP Assist, which I just was talking about a few minutes ago and keeps me busy. Yeah. So, so many consumers are split, in my experience, in two groups. One that wants infographics and pictures to tell a story <laughs> and the others who want unlimited spreadsheets to geek out on. So how do you balance those two markets? Well, they're not really even different markets and particularly with the new technology is more of a continuum, right? So think about it this way. I could sit down and I can ask the system to give me an answer or I could then easily pivot into the exploration and then pivot back. It used to be two markets, in fact, two totally different groups. But what we're seeing now in the technology is going to be a continuum. Basically, go across the surface and dive in. Gotcha. And uh, I think that that's going to be an interesting thing, not just for HR people, but for operational people yeah. that have HR concerns. You know, I have several hundred people that work for me. I have more HR concerns than my HR team does. And how will generative <laughs> AI play into that? So we're, if you look at the travel industry, Expedia is building tools, Google, et cetera, like, hey, plan a trip for me to Greece between these days, find me the cheapest hotel. Are we going to be able to do that with data on the employment side as well? Yeah, I mean, we just did this example the other day, you know, show me people affected by the new 401k rules. Send them a, a message, let them know that their deductions are going to go up. Tell you what, make it more personal. Don't make it sound like corporate America. 
Make it something personal so that they understand it. Uh-huh. Give them some indications. So that'll be the type of experience that we give. It won't maybe be as exciting as a trip, but again, it, it'll help people get their job done and let HR people get back to being HR people as opposed to being clerks. Let's, let's geek out a little bit real quick. Let's go back to the days when big data was like the hot topic, right? Big data. But at some point, all of that data, we didn't have the processing power to actually dig into. Are we finally there with GPUs, AI, the multi, I mean, all these, these different acronyms now that we have around data and tech, are we finally there where we can dig into that massive amount of data and actually make it mean something? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're close, right? You, you hit it on the last part. The processing needed to be there and everything else, uh-huh. but it's the meaning. Like, what does that data mean? Because otherwise right. you just had it sitting there and you had to, to do something with it. You, you had to spend hours and hours putting meaning on top of it. Trying to contextualize. Contextualize it. Even that example of a contribution plan. What's a contribution plan? You and I know what it is. Computer doesn't know what it is. Right. And so technology is coming together now so that computer actually knows what a contribution plan is. Oh, you're talking about a 401k or a 403b? Oh, I meant a 403b. Oh, okay. Here's the columns in this database associated with a 403b. Gotcha. I can start to bring it out. So it's the processing, but it's also this ability to drape the meaning across things in the context that you and I have as a gotcha. computer. Gotcha. We talked a little bit about the HR side. We have a lot of recruiters listen to the show, a lot of TA professionals. Are you working on data points where I can say, find me a PHP developer uh, in English speaking, X amount of experience? Is that kind of recruiting process happening at ADP as well in terms of what you guys are building out? Yes. One of the things that we really focused on past couple of years was using all the data that flows through our systems to build a skills graph. And that skills graph, I mean, they were talking about it on stage uh, earlier, but that skills graph is 100% data-driven. Yeah. And so it's just based on the people, the licensing, certifications, things like that. And our ability to ask that question now is spot on. I can even ask, tell you what, find me people that help me balance my DNI program out. Find me people that uh, give me coverage for the customers I have. So I can, here's where my customers are. Help me find people that can cover those customers. Yeah. You know, so the system can automatically say, well, within 50 miles. It knows that. I don't have to tell it. It would just know these things. And so we're, we're working on all of that stuff right it now. Sounds like a very unbiased way of finding people. <laughs> Talk about Skills, that and, and how you're trying to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just data. It's only when the people get involved that shit gets messed up. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, we started the skills-based hiring because of DEI and all the things about three years ago. Uh-huh. And so since that time now, we can tell you not only about the skills, we can tell you what the skills add to somebody's paycheck. So what happens if a nurse gets a new license? I can tell you that she's going to make another $5,230. Now, is that something that you can actually display to the employee so that they, they could actually yeah. see career pathing yeah. wise? Yeah, exactly. So we're doing both of those. We're A, giving it to the manager, but we're also giving it to the employee. So the employee understands when they're taking training, what's the benefit to them? Right. Right. It's great as a benefit to the company. Yeah. Right. But that relationship between employee and company is transitioning. And you're seeing it, right? We market see it, power. Market power. When we yeah. see it in the data, even, you know, you're seeing a shift of, of employees to smaller businesses, to you guys, right? Yeah. And you're seeing that shift because people have choices. And we want to create that environment so that the employee and the employer 
have a balance in that. Well, well in, in that case, we're seeing a ton of turnover. Attrition is ridiculous. Amazon yeah. saw was at eight billion dollars in attrition that that impacted the bottom line. Are companies finally focusing on internal? And, and retention and being able to push people up through the ranks and being able to provide the internal opportunities today? So yes, tech vendors, we're building tools for them, right. but we're actually seeing the companies do it. Well, that's the thing and, is the adoption piece, right? Yeah, so the nice thing for us is we got a million clients, so we can actually see the impact of all this stuff happening across the population. A million clients, A kids. million clients. That's and scale. What a, what a tough problem to have. Yeah. I mean, just the data, though. Think about oh, the yeah, amount the of data. fucking data. Yeah, and and exactly. And wow. we can see, like, one of our big things was we did a couple years here uh, ago about DNI, and we can see pay equity gaps being closed. Yeah. And we can see $1.5, $1.8 billion in gaps closed because we can look across the client base. Yeah. We can see, for example... Uh, companies adopting certain technology, certain strategy, their time to fill decreasing by half. We can see boomerangs increasing by certain companies taking certain steps. So we know what people do. So what we're seeing in the data now isn't just the technology, but we're actually seeing the step up in companies being smart HR companies, not HR technology providers, but individual companies being smart about their HR. We just bought a company uh, two months ago called Sora, all about the experience about people onboarding or, or the journeys through and making it a human experience uh -huh. as opposed to a form letter experience, yeah. making it very personalized. Companies that do that, and they have great customer names like Etsy and Plaid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Companies that do that have happy employees, boom, you get this retention, you get higher productivity, we cross-correlate that. Right. We go get public numbers on companies' performance, and we can see it in the data. What you're talking about sounds a lot like marketing. Are you having conversations with companies, marketing departments, are recruitment ad agencies looking at the data differently in terms of these questions around retention and, and better marketing to these folks? Talk about the bridge that the data can, can take to marketing and how, what kind of questions companies should be asking. I don't know that we're having enough conversations like that yet, but you're spot on as to where we all need to go, right? HR departments need to market. Yeah. They're the representative of the company. They're the beating heart of the entire organization. You know, yes. I looked at, I, I was looking at uh, marketing technology in HR recently, and I was super interested in, there's a company, Pandologic, yeah. out there, right? And so Terry Baker was the CEO. I yeah. got to know him really well. Yep. And I was super interested in the way they were using marketing technology and applying it to sourcing. Sora is actually a spin out of a marketing technology company to do marketing internal. Their architecture looks like an e-commerce marketing company, uh -huh. but we're doing it for HR. And I think HR people thinking about themselves in that way, it'll be a bit of an adjustment, but that's exactly where the industry needs to go. So as Keith Sonderling, the EEOC commissioner, yeah, he's sitting pops, right there. He's pops waving. by, pops by. He was on the show earlier. How much of an impact do you see government driving development, new product, and really the focus of employer, your, your customers? Well, it's really a partnership, right? Yeah. I think the best thing, and it's great to see Keith because it's, it's on my he mind. He can't quit us, by he the can't, way. Yeah, he, he can't, can't quit us. He just can't quit. Uh, but, you know, it's that partnership between, you know, the regulators of the government for doing what's right for people. But right? are you guys, are you guys engaging them? Because you know that, well, that definitely you've got to be a part of the discussion. Definitely. We're part of the discussion. Yeah. We just, uh, ourselves indeed workday just issued a joint statement about 
data rights and personal protections of employees. You know, we took a decision as a company a few years ago to treat the employees of our clients as consumers. Yeah. Right? As consumers with all the consumer rights associated with that. So it's a partnership with the government. It's not so much we're reacting. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. And so we're going to be right out in front making sure, you know, at any point through your career, you're going to be going through an ADP system. We have a, we have a responsibility yeah. to make sure that, that we're treating that data with respect and that we're treating people with respect. Because otherwise, get out of the human business, right? Leave human resources, leave human, right? It's, yeah. it's about people, right? Our new tagline, always designing for people, it's because we think about that person at the center of everything we do. What's the most exciting product that you are working on right now? Because you've got a ton of products. You're a big freaking organization, right? What is the thing that really, you get up in the morning and the first thing you think about is that project? Well, I got to be honest with you. Since, since the step change that we saw with, with GPT-3 uh-huh. and 4, yeah. you know, eight, nine months ago, yeah. I am 100% working on Gen AI and our ADP assist product every single day. And I'm so jazzed because... I was telling somebody after my talk today, we had built a whole bunch of components, uh-huh. but they were all these sort of separate things. You went to this part of the app or that part of the app. And now our ability to actually just start to combine these components, we kind of get freaked out because new capabilities emerge. Yeah. We're suddenly asking it things and it's responding because it's using these components collaboratively. Yeah. Now, obviously our engineers are hooking it up, but wow, look at this. So every day, every single day, I'm learning more and more about the technology we had built. I'm super excited to see people using it. That's, we fielded some of our first gen AI stuff back in July. Yeah. And so now we got the first iteration of people yeah. using it and seeing the questions that they're using. That's what jazzing me every single morning. It's a, it's a little early, but you, uh, you guys just announced uh, ADP Ventures, which yeah. will be an investment arm. Dun, dun, dun. What, what kind of access, uh, engagement, and like, will you be working with some of these startups? Will they have access to what you're learning and what the data is telling you? Yeah, so we're, we're putting that all together. Like you said, it's a little bit early. Yeah. But definitely, we're going to be a little bit more active with those startups in terms of bringing them together. Now look, we have a great startup environment to begin with. Our marketplace has 400 different companies on the marketplace. They all have access to ADB customers, we co-sell, and people get these great emergent experiences. Imagine that on steroids, right? So we've made a few investments. We'll be making some more investments. We'll be talking about when data needs to play in those things. Yeah, I'll spend time with them. Usman Khan, Oz is the guy running that. He's my peer. Uh, we both work for the same dude. And uh, we're super excited about that. Oz and I were t- at dinner last night, just so pumped up about this move by the company. So you have so many products across the board. I mean, from end to end, how do you keep it straight? I mean, not to mention, you've got all of these data points that could follow through from a, a talent acquisition to talent management upskilling, reskilling, all these things. How do you keep all of that for your million plus customers? How do you keep that Jack straight? is really, really smart, Chad. Uh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Look, I first hope. of all, first of all, I got a great team. One of the things that we did was really that point of that flow. Yeah. We thought about data differently, I think. A lot of people think about data as sort of landing and staying in places. We think about it as flowing, right? We move, uh, you know, over $3 trillion a year flowing through our systems uh-huh. to pay 
paychecks and taxes and stuff. Yeah. So for us, it's all about data flow. So we built a data layer that flows. Data flows through all those experiences. So you come in and you say, hey, here's my skills. Well, guess what? When you show up, your, your, your learning system's already ready for you that first day, right? Your 401k starts to figure out, oh, here's the things that you need to do. So all those pieces start to come together in a pretty cohesive thing tied together through that data layer, uh -huh. right? Now, some of the products are a little bit more mature, less mature, and so some of those things will disappear, like the old products people are used to. Yeah. But that data layer becomes the enabler for all of that to happen. Uh, we're getting better and better at, at, at what we should be doing, which is providing the right ex expertise along with the right products for our customers. Jack, we're here at HR Tech. Big show, a lot of vendors, a lot of technology. Curious if there are any companies that have piqued your interest, and if you don't want to drop any names of companies, are there any themes that have piqued your interest or curiosity? It's crazy. I was talking to somebody a little while ago. I remember coming here in 2014, I think it was, uh -huh. maybe 2015. It was about two booths, yeah. you know, a card table <laughs> and some crackers. You know, obviously the ones that are using AI get my attention simply because, you know, professional so everyone here. Well, some <laughs> professional jealousy. Well, that's the, but that's the question, though, because there's a lot of AI talk, but is there really a lot of AI happening? A lot of sizzle, or is there some stake yeah. out here? Is there some stake out there? There's some stake out there. I, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of them, and I compete against them, but at the same time, I can respect them. You know, I'm always respectful of what Vizier's doing, right? When it was all about visualizations, yeah. the best visualizations. Think about 10 years ago, uh -huh. right? And now, you know, you look at V and it's like, nah, that's nice. Now, I can get my time to value much faster than them. So, you know, there's always give and take. I always like Eightfold. I think they bring something interesting to the table. And I, you know, I spend my years at Oracle. I'm always respectful of Oracle. And we announced a big partnership with Workday a couple of weeks ago. So I think Workday does great work. But I'm more interested in just watching the industry grow. Um, because really it's, it's about the ecosystem. ADP really is the center of the ecosystem. So for us, it's really about seeing all of this grow and seeing all the, you know, look at the, the number of people that were in Burson's keynote this morning, right? There must have been six, 8,000 people there. Uh -huh. I was amazed by that. And so for us, we just want the ecosystem to grow. Yeah. The ecosystem grows and things are fantastic. You're the center of the ecosystem, and Chad and I are just a couple of satellites in the distance. Oh, yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us in the Fuel 50 booth, Jack. For our listeners who want to know more about you or connect, where should they go? Uh, well, you know, LinkedIn's always good. Uh, at JP Berkowitz on Twitter, and I have a lot of Twitter followers. <laughs> but uh, find me on LinkedIn. Reach out on LinkedIn. Best way to get me. Excellent. Love it. Well, all this sizzle and steak talk has me a little hungry, Chad. When's dinner? Gotta be soon. That's another one in the can. We, we out. out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho.
Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out!